Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're listening to Career Crossroads, and if you're new here, welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. I'm Jonathan Colleton, and this is the podcast where normally I talk to one person each week about all the decisions that led them to their current career path, except for today. And today there is no interview, because today, for me, is a very special episode of Career Crossroads. This episode marks one year since I started this podcast, and I think that warrants some celebration and some reflection on how things have gone over the course of the last year. I'm going to share my thoughts on how I've improved as a podcaster over the course of the year, and whether I've actually achieved what I set out to do a year ago. I'm also going to share some interesting podcast stats from the last year because I find that stuff so fascinating to hear where people are listening and what episodes they're listening to. And then I'm going to thank some of the people who've helped me get to this point and talk a little bit about what comes next. Let's start with the development of the podcast as a product, as something I produce every week. Have I gotten better from a year ago until now? I figured the best way to test that out for myself was to go back and listen to my introductory episode, my very first episode, and see if there are any flaws I can point out in how I did things. When I started this project, I knew that when I put this thing out on the internet, I wanted it to sound good. I wanted to have some kind of quality behind it so that a year later or 10 years later, I wouldn't be embarrassed by something I had done. And if that was the case, and I was embarrassed by it, so be it, but in an effort to make that the least likely scenario, I practiced. I tested out equipment before I started. I was very lucky that I had a job that allowed me to start a podcast during the COVID-19 pandemic, which really just helped me practice before starting this one. Now, normally, I don't actually go back and listen to the episodes in full once they're fully produced. I spend enough time doing the interviews and then the editing is quite a process, so I never actually listen to the full product after I've published it. Only once have I ever done that, and that was just testing out whether a feature I was using was working properly. It was sort of a a feature that would modify my audio and put a filter through it. But beyond that, I've never listened to a full episode after I've hit publish. So going back and listening to my intro episode... I can say I have no regrets about the quality of the podcast when I launched it. I'm happy with how it sounded. I'm happy with the content I put out in that episode. And overall, I have no issues with having my name attached to what I was doing about a year ago. However, I can give myself some constructive criticism, though, which is that my pacing was way off in that intro episode. I was talking way too fast. Although, I think I can chalk that up to it being the first time I just had to talk to no one in particular. I was just recording at a table in my dining room. If I think back, I'm pretty sure that before I recorded the intro episode, I had already recorded four interviews. And with interviews, that's more like a conversation. There's just better flow to it. It's just like recording talking to someone else with a little bit more thought into what you're saying. But just talking into a microphone takes some getting used to, and that is something I do think I've gotten better at over time. I think the pacing is better now than it was back then, but I would be curious to hear from you, the listener, so if you have any feedback about things I can improve on or things I really have improved on over the course of the year, shoot me a message. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. 
I also want to talk about goals and achievements. And in that first intro episode, I stated that there were four reasons why I was starting that podcast. So do I feel like I've made progress on the reasons why I started? Well, the first reason was to help me figure out what I wanted to do for my own career. I was struggling with some uncertainty about my future in my field in student affairs. And I thought that if I talked to other people about what they were doing, that would give me some clarity and give me some understanding of how people pivot from one thing to another. Because I found it very daunting to consider even moving to a different field of work. All I know is this one thing. And my educational background, I have a university degree in arts, but it's not super specific in that it will get me certain jobs. So I really need to lean more on the experience I have or look at furthering my education in a different way. So have those conversations help me? I can say that they absolutely have. As early as December of 2020, just a few months after I started the podcast, I started to get a little more clarity on what I might want in the short term. And by late January, what I thought I might want became more realistic when I heard about a job opportunity that might pop up. And it wasn't a full career shift, but it was something that in the short term I was excited about. Then in March, when I was somewhere around episode 25, I had a few conversations that really led me to think about what a more medium term shift might be. And I've sort of been working towards that ever since. And I'm going to talk more about that right near the end of this episode. But overall, I do feel like the interviews I have done The conversations I've had have helped me on my own career path. Another thing I set out to achieve was help others who are struggling with their own career path or looking for inspiration from other people. And I can tell you that I love getting emails from strangers telling me that a certain person's story really resonated with me. So that tells me that at least I've impacted some people and I'm really happy to hear that. To be a little more specific... After Nadia's episode, episode three, somebody reached out to tell me that Nadia talking about going back to school to get her master's degree inspired them to go back to school and further their education. And I thought that was really cool because it's Nadia's story that impacted that person, but me creating this podcast helped that story get out there. So keep those emails coming. Let me know if you have made a decision based on something you've heard from somebody I've interviewed. A third thing that I set out to do was talk to people. I mentioned that I am from a family of uh, very prodigious talkers. We like to converse, not a lot of silence. I think for me, it sparks joy, as Marie Kondo would say. I've interviewed 47 people for this podcast so far, and some of them were already friends of mine who I knew very, very well. Others were acquaintances, people who I maybe knew at some point in time pretty well, but we've lost touch, or people who were just sort of on the periphery of my friend group at various points in times. And others were total strangers who I did not know until we sat down to have a conversation. Sometimes the day of the interview, I just had some information about what their career path had been, but we really had not talked before sitting down for an interview. And a year later, I can say that I have deeper relationships with many more people because of this podcast. I've met so many people who I imagine that if I'm ever in town where they live, we're going to get together and grab dinner and grab a drink. I've got new friends in Edmonton and New York and Banska Bystrica, Slovakia. 
And a year ago, I could not have predicted that that would happen. So this podcast has led to some really great friendships that I hope to meet these people in person someday instead of just online for an interview. The fourth thing I set out to do was find more interesting stories. I love a good story, and I've heard so many over the last year. I talked to Sen, who was a surgeon in China and is now a healthcare improvement specialist in Canada. I talked to Christy, who worked as a payroll specialist, and she's now a full-time food blogger. I talked to Zach, who was a paramedic in Toronto, but now works in Brussels as a healthcare policy analyst. These are fascinating stories for me, and I only got to hear them because I bothered to connect with people, sit down, and ask questions about their career. So overall, I feel like I have achieved a lot of what I set out to do, but there's still more to learn and more people to talk to and more stories to tell, so I'm going to keep doing this. Now let's talk about stats, because I love stats, and in this section, I might use the term listen and downloads interchangeably, but they mean practically the same thing in the world of podcasting. First, let's talk about who is listening. In total, people have listened from 72 different countries this year. 55% of those people are Canadian, not surprisingly, that's where I'm from, followed by the USA at 20% of listens, then India, the UK, and Australia are all between 3 and 4% each. No other country represents more than 1% of total listens, but it's also worth noting that Hungary was one of the next highest download totals on the list, and that'll be relevant in a second year. When it comes to cities, people have listened in 940 different cities, which is amazing to me. Although probably two-thirds of those cities have only two downloads or less, so the number is pretty inflated, but still very cool to see that this podcast has had that much of a reach. Not surprisingly, Toronto, my hometown, leads the list with 12% of total downloads, but here is the oddest stat out of all of them. The city with the most listens outside of Canada and fourth overall on the list of cities with downloads is Budapest, Hungary, slightly edging out Brisbane, Australia. And that is wild to me, considering there are four other countries well ahead of Hungary on the list of total downloads. And every single listen in Hungary has come out of Budapest. So I guess if I ever get to take this podcast on the road and do a career crossroads world tour, Budapest, look out. I'm coming for you. That's definitely the oddest stat, but here is a funny location stat for you. Literally during my launch week, somebody from Bermuda listened. And I was all excited because I was like, how did somebody from Bermuda find this in the first week that it was out there? Well, I gave them a shout out on my next episode. I said, whoever's listening in Bermuda, thanks. I'd love to hear how you found the podcast. Let me know. There has not been a single other download from Bermuda since that week. So I guess I was a little overzealous in assuming that I was going to become some big time podcaster in Bermuda. When it comes to episodes, not surprisingly, the most listened to interview is episode number one with Carissa. However, episode 13 with Will, the guy who became a full-time Twitch streamer in his mid-30s, is not far behind. What about apps? Where are people listening to this podcast? So of all total downloads, 33% of them have come from Spotify, then Apple Podcasts at 20%, and then my website at 12%, and 50% of all listens happen on an iPhone. That is as deep as the stats go, so don't worry, your privacy is protected as I cannot possibly match up a specific download to a specific person. I just get overall device type 
data and, and overall location data, but it's all grouped together. I just get totals. I want to share two more stats with you before we move on. First, I counted it up and the people that I've interviewed have worked at various points in 18 different countries around the world. So I've been able to get some really interesting global experiences on this podcast, despite a majority of my guests at the beginning, particularly being people I knew from university or just from my life around Toronto. And second, at the end of each episode, I share lessons we can learn from each interviewee. And without going into 47 Word documents and counting them all up, I'd estimate there are north of 80 different lessons that have come up from the people I've interviewed this year, which is a lot. And I'm happy that I've been able to pull out that many lessons that hopefully are benefiting people who are listening to this. Now, I want to talk a little bit about achievement and what this podcast has sort of meant to me beyond the the goals that I talked about before, but really how this has sort of changed me over the last year. I don't want to sit here and pat myself on the back too much, but I do think getting to a year of doing this podcast and reaching people from so many parts of the world and sharing so many lessons from so many people's stories is an accomplishment that does merit some form of self-congratulations. There's been a lot of late nights and sacrificing other hobbies, and it would have been really easy to just quit at so many different points, but here I am a year later and I feel a sense of achievement for what I've been able to create. There's this feeling of, I did this, I created this thing, and that is something that no one can take away from me, and I'm proud of that. I also think that the podcast has changed me as a person a bit. The interviews are conversations, but the extra bits I do at the end of the episode and update episodes like this are a different animal altogether. You're sitting in front of a mic talking, and that requires a certain level of vulnerability. I think it's really opened me up and made me a little more willing to share my emotions to more people instead of just putting on a brave face and only sharing those emotions with the people closest to me. And over the last year in particular, I think that's been incredibly beneficial because the COVID pandemic has caused a lot of sadness and grief for a lot of people, but I think doing this podcast has made me very open to talking to people about that, and I see no downside to that. Beyond personal growth, there's also been some practical achievements that I want to share as well. I mentioned back in the August update episode that I'm going to be presenting at the Conexus 2022 conference in January, and that's only happening because of this podcast, so I'm glad that this has led to that presentation. And more recently, I had something I'm really proud of happen. The alumni department at my university contacted me about featuring Career Crossroads in an upcoming celebration of arts graduates who've been in film or published books or music or podcasts in the last three years. And that means a lot to me because I've spoken many times on this podcast about how much I enjoyed my experience at Wilfrid Laurier University. So it feels really, really good that the university has recognized the work that I've put into this project and they think it's worth sharing with other people. So I'm really, really happy about that. What's really been great is that all of these achievements have led me to the decision that there's probably more that I can do with this podcast. I've thought a lot about my career and what I like about it and maybe the things I don't like as much, and I've realized that the thing I love most about student affairs is getting to work hands-on with students. I like to see their development and teach them the tools to be self-sufficient adults when they graduate from the university. 
I think there's a way that I can take the lessons I've learned from the people I've interviewed in this podcast, the 80 or so lessons, and use them to talk to high school and university students about how they can overcome challenges they will face in their career. I've always had an interest in presenting and public speaking, and I think I can see a pathway here. I've also got some other ideas about how to make things related to the podcast a viable career choice, so I'm going to be working on those in the near future. And to that end, starting in October, I'm actually going to be cutting back my work schedule and spending less time at my job so I can have more time to focus on that career path. I'm very lucky that I even have the option to do that, and there's absolutely a chance that I'm not going to succeed in doing that, but lots of decisions don't have guaranteed payoffs, so I'm not going to let that scare me away. If there is anything else I've learned from everyone I've interviewed is that sometimes you've got to take risks and take steps in unknown directions. So I'm excited for that, and time will tell where that will lead. So that might be the future, but... I want to talk a little bit about the past, because for me to have gotten to this point, I could not have done it on my own, and I want to thank some people who helped me get here. First, Ronak Patel, who I interviewed back in episode 8. Before I interviewed Ronak, I had my podcast artwork, but I did not have custom artwork for each person. I was still pretty new, and I was just trying to figure things out as I went. And Ronak has a background in marketing, and he suggested that I do custom images for each interviewee. I took that advice and ran with it, and I do think that the episode-specific artwork has a lot to do with the visibility of my podcast. It certainly made some people take notice, so thank you, Ronak, for the suggestion. Also, Ronak and his wife, Heather, have a business called Play a Latte. It's a cafe with a kid's play area. Great concept. But they also have an online store, and they sell all kinds of great stuff if you're a parent. So I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes so you can check it out later and support Ronak since he helped me get here. Now, speaking of artwork, I need to thank Artie. I do not have the skills to create these custom drawings every week, but luckily, my graphic designer, Artie, does. If anyone out there wants some really cool vector art of them or a loved one, Artie is your guy, and he takes commissions through Fiverr, so I'll put a link to his page in the show notes so you can go and get some awesome artwork created. Next, I need to thank Helen Hannison. Given that my podcast is all about careers, I get a lot of career coaches emailing me to be guests, but many of them have clearly never listened to the podcast before. Helen, on the other hand, wrote me a very nice email, and I could tell that she was genuinely invested in what I was doing. I interviewed her back on episode 30, and we got along so well that we just sort of kept talking. And one day, as I was explaining some of the concepts I had in my head for where I could maybe take this, I said that I need more time to work on these ideas. Helen suggested that I ask my job to work less hours, go down to four days a week. It's such a simple solution that just had not seemed realistic to me until she said it out loud. It just happens to be that I have the opportunity to do that in my situation, and it seems like that's the path I'm going to be taking. So thank you, Helen, for that suggestion. If anyone out there is feeling a little lost and could use a career coach, I highly recommend connecting with Helen, and I've put her website in the show notes. She gave me such good advice for free that I can only imagine how good the advice is when you're paying her. 
Last, but certainly not least, a woman you've probably heard me talk about before, Natasha, aka the woman who lives with me, aka the woman who helps me with social media, aka my emotional support person. If it's not clear, we're married. Natasha has put up with me having basically a second job all year long doing this podcast, and she has been nothing but supportive. So, Tasha, thanks for putting up with me. If you've made it this far into this episode, I hope that I can call you a fan of the podcast, and I definitely hope that you've benefited from this podcast in some way. So I'm going to ask you to please consider the following. For now, the podcast is still a hobby, and it's one that costs me a little bit of money every month to create. But recently, I had a listener reach out and ask if I was accepting sponsorship for the podcast. So after some research, I've opted to use a subscription donation model for anyone who would like to support this podcast financially. I've created a page using the Ko-fi platform, and if you're familiar with Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee, it's the same concept, but it's a little streamlined, and it doesn't take a percentage of one-off donations. You can either make one-off donations or subscribe for a monthly amount, and in that case, Ko-fi gets 5% as a way to support the creation and development of their platform. This is strictly a way for people who want to financially contribute to the show to do so, but there is no bonus content that I'm locking behind a paywall. If you think this podcast content is worth paying for, you now have an option to do that. If you want to support the show but you're not in a position to financially contribute, that is totally okay. I have been there. Do not stress. You can support me in other ways, like leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and share that review on your social media and tell your friends about this podcast. I want to point out that when you support this show, you are guaranteed a certain level of consistency. Other than two occasions where I took two-week breaks this year, I've put out an episode of Career Crossroads every Wednesday for the last year, 48 out of 52 weeks. That is 92% of weeks, which is a solid A grade in the Canadian school system. Sure, it's not perfect, but I'm only human, and my parents were never the type to ask me what happened to the other 8%. The ironic thing about me beating the drum of consistency is that right now it's actually time for me to take another quick break. You can't keep your foot on the gas forever, and September is always my very busy season for work, So I'm going to be taking the next week or two off to recharge and build up some content, and then I'll be back with more Career Crossroads stories. With all that said, the links to donation and review pages for Career Crossroads are in the show notes, so please check those out, as are the links to Artie's Fiverr page and Play A Latte's online store and Helen's website. If they're not in the app that you're listening on, you can find the show notes at careercrosswordpodcast.com. Also, there's going to be links to my Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and my newish TikTok account, where I expect I will still keep posting some content over the next two weeks, but not full episodes. The very last thing I'll say before I go is that creating a podcast has given me a platform to share many valuable stories. If you have a message you want to convey to the world, Maybe podcasting is the right medium for you to deliver that message. If you're not sure and you ever want to talk about it, just shoot me a message and I'd be happy to chat about my experience so far. Be safe and I'll be back with new interviews soon.